This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is Bazzy's Backdoor Cinema, episode number nine. I am one of your hosts, Duncan McLeish, and joining me, he had a special birthday. So special that he's still got the banners up, because in Bazzy's house, a birthday lasts a month. He is the man. He is the myth. He is, in fact, getting younger like a Benjamin Button. He's Benjamin Button in as we speak right now. In fact, right now, I think he might be 45. He is the Buzz. Enchanté, cunts. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> oh, that dirty Van Rouge. You on the wine? I'm on the wine, big man. There's hee-haw else for it. Yes. You could literally, you like, you are getting to the stage now that the that there's there certain whiskey stores in Scotland looking like they've been ransacked compared to the plethora yeah that's it it's like fort not mungus amounts that's stolen for Harry Enfield it's uh, fucking ridiculous the amount of whiskey I've got now honestly it's a good job you like it oh, again, man. <laughs> but that's the thing I, I, I don't sit and drink whiskey like the way I would sit and have a beer or a glass of wine or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It tends to be an occasion, or if I'm with somebody, I, you, or Sheds yep. do. Do yep. you know what I mean? Um, no, but it is. It's fucking wild. I was at the old <laughs> Masonic last night, and uh, there was a wee raffle. And um, did you because you didn't uh, win a bottle of whiskey, did you? I didn't. Do you know? But. Uh, there was about seven or eight prizes because obviously people had got shit for Christmas to just bring them in as prizes, do you know what I mean? And the yep. last one was a bottle of Glenlivet, which is... So the rest was just fucking wine and, and stuff like that, do you know what I mean? Just the usual stuff. And weirdly, Glenlivet is the one whiskey I... Or the one malt I have drank that I really didn't like. I'm not a big fan of Glenlivet either, um, actually, be honest It was weird. My... Uh, my best mate Milky, he bought me a bottle of it, I think for my 40th birthday. Mm. Um, and I ended up using it for Whiskey Max one time when I ran out of grouse, like blended, yep. because basically I couldn't drink it, just neat. So um, that was the last bottle, and I was sitting with one of my big pals, and whatever number it was came out, I had the number before it, and he had the number after it. And I was like, that, I, I, actually, my mate Cliff had seen my Instagram post. He's like, you'll be glad you never won it. So that genuine love. And one of the, it was a shame as well, because one of the wee old guys, Jimmy, um, he'd won like a bottle of fucking white wine or something. He was never going to drink, do you know yeah. what I mean? And he was absolutely charming at the bit for that whiskey. And I would have gladly swapped him the bottle had I won it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. my wife would have been happy with a wee bottle of white wine. 
and he'd have gone up the road fucking cock a hoop with his wee bottle of malt. Wasn't it to be, Jimmy? Sorry, pal. You probably don't listen to this podcast, Jimmy. <laughs> still, smokes, you, Jimmy. St- still smokes Hamlet. You know these cigars? Hamlet oh, yeah, cigars. I remember the- I remember Hamlet cigars. I remember. I remember the advertising campaign from when I was a kid. Yeah, we Jimmy still smokes them. How he's no deed? I fucked if I know. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Hamlet put a lot of people under the ground. Well, they um, must have done. Like they must fucking have done. hardcore. That's that's the old school stuff. You know what I mean? Before they were fucking properly. They're, they're barely, to out. barely even cigars, man. I'm fairly sure they're made in the East End of Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they're uh, rancid creations. <laughs> anyway, just to swing it back to my birthday for one last time, just to melt the bejesus out of it, the reason the decor <laughs> is still up in here is I'm having another birthday party tomorrow. Part two? Uh, part two, yes, this one's the, the family party. Um, the more subdued actually, one, you think, maybe? It, it, well, well, it was certainly more subdued than that fucking catastrophe that we threw the other <laughs> night. Um it's absolutely amazing. My, my father-in-law had his birthday just a couple of days ago as well. So uh-huh. we're kind of tying it in loosely uh, for him as well. But uh, yeah, it should be. And, and saying that, um, my wife's cousin Pauline and her man Robin, so that's the two actors, they're yep. coming. And uh, we've not seen them since like a good bit before COVID. All right. um, and Pauline is a very excitable wee woman. Robin doesn't actually drink. Robin stopped drinking a number of years ago. So he, he sits and he likes the old... Uh, the nanny state and all that, all the brew dog yeah, numbers. Nice. So we've got a rake of them, but uh, I can see Pauline getting wild out of control with the more like. How long um, until the beer pong comes at Baz? Well, my my it, <laughs> Matthew, the eldest of my boys, has been going on. He, he wants. He saw it in the house weeks ago. Yeah. And he asked about it, so I was telling him, and he wanted to play it, and he wanted to play it like with uh, like Coca Cola. Yep. Because, you know, that that's like fucking crack to him. Um, and I had kind of thought of maybe letting him do it, and then I thought maybe we could do it at the party. Like one yeah. can split between all the different wee cups and yeah, let him yeah. play. But some of my uh, sister-in-laws, are, uh, frankly, are much better parents than we are and don't they let do, their do kids they... drink stuff like that. <laughs> but so my wife has come up with the idea that we're going to play beer pong, but with chocolate buttons, and the kids ah. can throw the wee things and then we'll see I mean it might go to shit after that once the kids are off to their bed you know what I mean <laughs> my, uh, my favourite visual of the entire party was you trying to trying to out your wife who I thought you were I thought you were competitive you're small potatoes compared to your wife who <laughs> after scoring after scoring a ball in the hole did this Right, like <laughs> that's a reply. It's like yeah, that's that's a visual, by the way, that will only make sense if you've got the video format. Yeah. Um, but we were sitting at the side going, "Did you just?" Ah, she did that. <laughs> yeah, but she did. She did get it in the cup, so she's allowed to do that. You're allowed to go up that way. Um, no, it was an excellent night. We we enjoyed it very much, and you, uh, like I say, you you scored. Big time on the booze, so um, every yeah. bottle was swapping dubs just like that. Can't wait till I turn fifty. <laughs> Countdown is on. <laughs> Give me it all. Um, no, it was excellent. It was a really, really, really good night. Um, you did receive a little present, though. A little present laminated 
and, uh, and I did, yes. Order size. Uh, you I was wanna... very excitable as well. Um, this is probably bit. going to screw everything up because it's in video, by the way. Is my sound coming through? Because my little line is flatlining here. <laughs> yes, yours sound is coming through. And uh, you, yours is pulsating like a yes, fucking... Yes, it, it is picking up. What the fuck is wrong with this? Ah, I hate all this video casting. It's not for me. <laughs> Don't concentrate on any of that. Just concentrate on the vibes. Thief in the night. Um, yes, so... Um, <laughs> Obviously, I, I received a pleasure of wonderful presents, and I really genuinely wasn't expecting everybody to turn up with presents. Um, when you get to 50, you kind of stop giving a fuck about that kind of stuff. But there were one for most of them were whiskey, as, as you've already recounted. Not that I am ever, ever going to complain about that. Um, but there was, there was one oddly little wrapped one, um, which had come in with you guys, and you wouldn't let me open until Scott arrived. Now, Scott was... I think he was the last one to get here. Um, he had to come on his own because his wife was... Uh, she was watching the review. That's so Scott right. had just driven through on his own and I wasn't allowed, specifically wasn't allowed to open this present uh, until then. And mm-hmm. when I got it, I don't know if I said at the time what I thought it was because it was like an A4 size thing. Um, and it wasn't the heaviest of items. And I, I thought you said maybe got the picture done of us at the when we met at the oh. you know at the, yeah. the, the horror uh, convention thing that we the four of us had met at Scott and Liam being the other two yep. that we're talking about and I kind of I thought oh maybe they've that frame and I can put it up in my wee office and all that kind of stuff and then I opened it and it was this weird kind of cartoonish horror <laughs> scene and there's fucking working on it I actually I meant to have it here but it basically said something along the lines of turning 50 yeah. still a virgin and apparently what it was supposed to say was still a fright fest virgin <laughs> so much better than that because <laughs> to cut a long story short you guys have all chipped out and are getting me tickets to go to yep. fright fest because you guys go every year and i have never been for varying reasons mm-hmm. um and over the past few years i've got increasingly more envious <laughs> of the whole thing but i've never had the the massive swinging cojones to say to my wife, I'm off for two days to sit in a darkened cinema, uh, yep. en- enjoy the kids and your time with them and I'll see you soon. So, we sweaty um, horror fans. The, <laughs> but obviously that's now taken out my hands. I am the innocent victim in all this. Do you know what I mean? It be the bottle yeah, we've, it's, been, it's been given to me. It's been forced you, upon it's, me. It's, yeah, it's not as if you can't go. I mean, exactly. They'd be like refusing a present grafted in love. Exactly. But I believe... I was going to say I dropped to my knees. I didn't. I think I dropped to my knees when I saw that you had bought me the leech on Blu-ray. You, d- you did. And there was another part of your gift that I specifically told you not to open until you'd opened the bigger one because you were to take that to Fright Fest, but you don't actually physically have to take that to Fright Fest. You can eat that while you were watching movies. Awesome. But, yeah, so um, you, got the, you got the leech, which you have watched, and we'll swing back to that yep, in a second. Yeah, we'll swing back to that. But yeah, but when I realised what this funny little graphic that Liam had done up uh, represented. I believe I screamed something along the lines of have you cunts bought me tickets to Fright Fest? But your voice was about six octaves higher. You were like, <laughs> you, you, like, you, were like that now. <laughs> you were like, you're like, you ever seen those videos where the like the Beatles like arrive in like New York yeah. and the high pitch it was kind of that level. It's like, you cunts bought me Fright Fest tickets! <laughs> 
like, yeah, yeah, we have. And you gave me a powerful hug, like like a hug that was like a couple of seconds longer than it should have been, and like yeah. very intense. I don't know, slightly like, damp, just slightly damp. I'm just hoping the movies live up to what I think you've built up in your brain because it can be very hit or miss. As I said, as I said at the time, I don't give a shit, so, Duncan, because I'm probably going to sleep through most of it and I am thankful just for that. I've lost you. You're back. I'm back. I'm back. Yes! Did you hear me? No, I thought you did. I thought you were like full on kind of like... Dramatic pause. I thought it was the awkward hug. You yeah, like, yeah. made it in video format. No, no, what, what I was saying was I don't give a shit what the films are like because to be quite honest, I am just going to sleep through the vast majority <laughs> of the two days in that cinema and it's going to be glorious. It's going to be you'll let, sleep the sleep you'll, of the just. You'll get, you'll get to experience what it is like to be a 50-year-old man smuggling booze into a cinema so you don't pay the extortionate price at the kiosk. <laughs> I, I, I sussed it that, uh, last year. I worked out that bourbon is the same colour as Lipton's iced tea. So I had two empty bottles of iced tea filled up with bourbon and that's what went in with me in my bag. So if they opened it, they'd be like, this, this guy's brought an iced tea. What a fine, respectable young gentleman he was. <laughs> then all you need to do is buy the cola. Um, so, <laughs> so I'll definitely fall asleep with a drink. Just saying that straight up, man. You say that, it's a, it's a weird event. Time... It doesn't travel the same at Fright Fest. It's very, very, very strange. Although, in saying that, by the end of it, it goes on late, and by the end of it, there's always people asleep. So, is it, um, I think one of the one of the listeners is it. Boz comes up to the Glasgow one. Boz has come up a couple of times, so he might be on his way up. Um, at least one or two of the listeners are usually there, um, and yeah, you never. The, the thing is, you never know. You never know. Yeah. And, um, Liam's the guy behind making sure that we get the good seats because um, he has a job where he doesn't have to diligently do anything that yeah. requires him not to be able to just sit at a computer screen and physically fucking that's what happens when you're your own boss you get to do that so he will nice. make sure hopefully we, we get our seats back from last year and we don't have to sit in front of that very loud Canadian woman who ruined everything <laughs> just a very 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 horrible experience what I don't like the um, sound of her yeah, well, we're kind of hoping that she'll fuck off. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. But you did mention the leech, which brings me on to, before we get... By the way, we're talking about Barbarian on this episode. Uh, and there is a reason we'll get if to that. If you're interested at all. Uh, like when we get to it, we'll, we'll, we'll basically tell the people why you you chose Barbarian more than me on this one. Uh, not to say that I dislike it, but mm. it may have had a stronger hit with you, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you, so you've done a bit of horror watching. Uh, one of those was The Leech, which I got you because Jeremy Gardner in it, and we love Jeremy Gardner. Yes, um, we do. And uh, so you finally got a chance to sit it. I mean, it's after Christmas now, and it's technically a Christmas movie. I am super curious because you posted you were watching it, and then not a jot after that. How did you get on with The Leech? Uh, I absolutely loved it. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's my favourite of his films, but I I am obsessive about Jeremy Gardner and like yeah. you know what I'm liking at the battery and I loved After Midnight. Um, but I, I genuinely, in fact, he only acts in this one as well. Anyway, didn't yeah, he? he's did, yeah, he was um, it's directed by Eric Pennycroft, who I interviewed back in August off the back of the Leech playing the Fright Fest. 
Um, I can't remember how he said he got in touch with Jeremy Gardner, but it, like I think it was the I think it was the idea of working with both him and Graham Skipper. Graham Skipper's the other guy in it. He, he plays, plays the priest in it, yeah. Um, and he himself is a filmmaker and has been in shitloads of. You will have seen him in tons of stuff, specifically stuff that um, uh, Joe Bigos has done. He's been. He was in. Uh, the film I thought had quite a Bigos vibe to. It does. The color scheme is very beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, so you enjoyed it. I He's thoroughly, it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it. It didn't actually pan out the way I kind of thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be a lot more kind of subversive and mm-hmm. evil intent. And there's not. It's just a fucking drunken fuck up ruining this guy's <laughs> fucking life, and then he completely derails. There's some lovely dark bits in it. Like, um, there's some great humour in it and Gardner he brings that to every film that, that's what I love so much about the guy um, yeah. is the way he introduces humour to a horror film I, I just think he, he has a beautiful balance when it comes to that so it doesn't detract mm. from the film itself but it gives you that kind of wry chuckle at points just when you need it Yeah. but I mean there was, there was some real dark kind of <laughs> <laughs> fucking bits uh, in, in the movie itself kind of thing I, I think it was probably just it was quite late at night but I, I mean I sat I ploughed right through that movie it wasn't one of the ones where I, I dozed off kind of thing I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it um, yeah. yeah definitely it's wickedly one dark uh, uh, yeah yeah entirely the boy that plays the priest he actually <laughs> I had to check I thought it was Zach Galifianakis or whatever his fucking name is you know the boy from Angleworld <laughs> Yeah. It's like, that can't, can't possibly be him, man. He, he's like fucking big nowadays, no. do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, Graham Skipper's been, Graham Skipper's been on the like the indie horror scene for like well over a decade now. He did right. a ton of stuff with... Um, so he starred, in, he starred in a lot of Bigos movies. So like the early, early stuff um, right through. And he's always kind of made a return there or thereabouts went off and did his own thing actually um was involved with remember Stuart Gordon uh who did like reanimator and stuff yeah so Stuart Gordon transitioned into movies and then started doing like theater productions which is where he was originally from and he started doing things like reanimator the musical and stuff and then Graham Skipper was involved with all that as well so he's been about for for ages and when he was announced to be the main you know the main dude um, and uh, originally, and then I heard that Jeremy Gardner had signed on. I was like super excited from that point because I don't think I'd ever seen them. I think they're both in Bliss together, but they don't have a scene together. Um, Bliss, that's the one about the artist girl, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, jo- that's Joe Bigos as well. So and, they're, and they're Gardner both... is the, the boyfriend or something in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I've, I've right, seen yeah. that. That was, It's on Shudder over here yes um, yeah, I'm yeah. sure Graham Skipper's got a small role in that as well right. but they're not in the same scene but yeah it's just really well casted it's wonderfully dark like just like yeah. and uncomfortable in bits really uncomfortable and I I, I kind of dug it for what it was but ain't no way there's a Jeremy Gardner movie out there that Baz hasn't seen so this we rectified that shit damn tootin uh, I also thought that the, the girl oh, in perfect. it was really good uh, I really yes. liked her um, and <laughs> like, she was a real good kind of foil to Gardner in it actually yes. she held they, her they own against him which isn't easy um, what's her face Grant did it is it, is it Bria Grant Bria Grant after yeah. midnight with him um, she managed to kind of hold her own when um, she does yeah. that kind of famous scene in the middle after midnight. She does that big long soliloquy. 
about why she left him kind of thing and it was just fucking jaw-dropping to watch. Uh, this girl was very good as well because it must be hard to act with because he's like a total fucking force of nature. Do you know I what I mean? I think he's just very much... I think he... It's weird. I think almost every movie that we've seen of him is very much just a version of him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I think he just... I don't think he stretches far for stuff. I think he just really can just accentuate qualities that he has and make them be- I think that's why all his roles are really believable like you like mm. you every character he's ever played I have either met someone like that or it wouldn't be too much of a push they're never yeah, not yeah. believable characters if you know what I mean um which is a quality it's a very difficult thing to do because no two roles have been the same yeah um which is why I love him so much I think he, he genuinely is one of those guys where you just think he should be cast even if he's not directing movies he should be cast in everything um 100% so, man Hundred percent. Yeah. What else you been watching? Anything else in the in the interim? Um, I, you know, I, did, I watched a lot of stuff over Christmas, and I am trying to remember what it frantically was. I didn't actually get a lot of Blu-rays this year for some reason. My mm. daughter is normally the one that buys me Blu-rays. Yeah. Um, and she normally buys me a ton of them. Um, but for some, she's gone different roads this year. Um, a lot of the Blu-rays I've got are films I'd already seen. Like, my wife bought me mid-90s. Um, oh, nice. Just, it's a film I want to have. It, it was on streaming, and I've got a funny feeling it's come off streaming now, but it's a I think film you're right. that uh, I, I want to have a copy of. She also got me the first season of Doom Patrol on Blu-ray. Um, I can't remember. There was a couple other ones I got at Christmas, and again, I'm sure they are films that I've seen. Yeah. Um, over Christmas, I watched a few... Watch the new Top Gun film. Oh, you loved it. I can tell in your face oh, you loved my it. My wife was body in that movie. She thought it was amazing. She didn't think she'd actually seen the original, so we watched the original. And then um, And then right into the new one. I think my bro- I think my older brother has now seen that movie like twelve times. Yeah, you did. I remember you telling him I don't think it was quite that many, but I remember he's you telling him a while ago. Obsessed about it. Like every other times. weekend he posts he, he posts that he's watching it again. I'm like Never. that, just watch something. It's like this is like listen, the way you're talking about it, you're acting like it's PCs or something. It's no PCs, right? <laughs> nah, none of this pish. None of this pish. The the other thing which I finally managed to finish it took me quite a while was a. Uh, Del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. You right, so yeah, I'm curious. I'm my Cabinet of Curiosities is uh, is waiting to find out what it was about this series that didn't connect with you. I honestly don't know. Do you know? I will say, uh, my favourite of the lot was the last one. The oh one right, that's where, the Jennifer Kent one. Yeah, the the ornithologists and your man Faye. The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. That. Yeah, directed by the director of the Babadook. Um. I, I, I did really enjoy that and I thought it just set a it felt really nicely balanced yeah just the, the creepiness of it the kind of the kind of the whole melancholy feel that it had to it and everything mm. I really dug and where it was pitched I think it was in the 50s or something that one was set yeah um, it, it just all flowed together really well and for some reason I just get really taken up in the story and I did, I really enjoyed the last one but oh, the rest I really told the one that I really toiled with that I did not like at all was the one about the artist 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's modern Newman's model or some fucking thing. Yeah, so that's uh, it's Pickman's model. Pickman's model, that was yeah. It. Pickman's model is uh, that's a Lovecraft story. Yeah. Um, so that's the one with Crispin Glover in it. Yeah, I did not enjoy that, that at all. <laughs> did not enjoy that. No, no. Well, my oh. favourite one of the lot was the second one. So the second one where the like the body snatching alien. And the autopsy. Yes, the autopsy. Fucking the autopsy was quite good. I didn't, and I think I said that the last time. Yeah, we spoke absolutely about adored it. that. Yeah. Like, no, sorry, it's technically the third one. I think. Um, absolutely adored that. I thought that was dark as fuck. Yeah. Like, see the bits where the like, the, and genuinely creepy. Like the stuff with the the kind of zombie movements, of the dead bodies is just really unnerving. Mm-hmm. And then the concept of it as well. You know, this kind of almost thing like parasite that will just wait things out. And ultimately, yes. I'll get what I want. Uh, I like that at the do. end. Yeah, that um, all kind of comes out at the yeah. end, and then he yeah. has to come up with this horrific plan and all. But oh, and it, it doesn't spare. It doesn't spare the audience, yeah. uh, which which I really liked. But like you said, see, there's some that worked really well for me. Some that I enjoyed, but understood there was flaws in there. And then some of the other ones that I didn't enjoy the the Lovecraft one, which was basically was it the witches. Something. Um, oh, was it the witch's house or something like that? Yeah, or? the one with uh, fucking Ron Weasley in it. Yes. Ah, uh-huh. and Which it was just, dead like, sister. Yeah, just really, really, really slow. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of found that like kind of missed the mark. And I, I, I knew you wouldn't enjoy it, but I really enjoyed the Panis Cosmos one, where you've got like a uh, big Peter Weller just getting out his face and drugs, <laughs> making everyone take drugs. What one was that? It's the one that looks different from all of them. It's the penultimate one. It's the one where he invites like all these brilliant people to his mansion. Oh uh, yeah, the invitation. Aye, and he just he gets totally fucking wasted, and he's got them all on fucking drugs. I, um, I was actually, I was quite enjoying that one, and then I just felt it totally shat his pants at the end, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it was a weird thing because, like, it, that's a that's like looking at that. It's a Panis Cosmotis film. It's shot right. exactly like who shoots his movies. All the techniques are there, and that end was like it was a bit that confused me. Also, it's the one that doesn't look like anything else in that series, yeah, like at all. It's like it sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I just felt the ending could have been a tiny wee bit stronger. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like, oh, we escaped, and maybe it did as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. other film that I remember watching actually, uh, which I forgot about, was the the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, so uh, good! I, I loved it. I thought it was oh, great. Man. I thought it was great. And you know, what? he's not made a bad movie now. Like genuinely, he might be like that's um, in Bruges. Uh, the guard, the guard's fucking incredible. Um, three billboards. Uh, and I that, love three billboards. I didn't know that's, that all, that's him. Person, I think that's. Right. I think he's four or four or five movies that he's made. And okay. you ever seen the guard? You never seen the guard? No, I've never seen it in Bruges. Right. Well, like that one. That's wrong. Right. You need to, re- you need to rectify that. It's fucking incredible. Oh, let's not um, this fucking conversation again. <laughs> you, you need to just get that out of the way. But the guards a great follow up. Right. Um, both I got did, I did love them. Three Billboards outside Eming, Missouri. Oh, I loved that Oh, film. dude, Three Billboards is yeah. fucking incredible. But no, Banshees, I thought it was, it was, it was great. And I, I did, I had a wry smile uh, 
about halfway through when I realised that I was just totally digging this mental film. And it, I came to a point I had a realisation that there was nothing going to... There was no answer to this film. It is just a film about a guy that decides he can't be fucked with his best pal anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. Yep. And there was... A, when, when I had that realisation... It just made me like it even more. Yeah. And I, I, I wryly <laughs> smiled about you because I thought, do you know what? Eight or nine years ago, I, I wouldn't have got through the first 20 minutes of this movie. Do you know what I mean? And if I did manage to sit through it, I would have fucking hated it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I had a big Gleason, uh, your man. Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. Uh, and the wee laddie that was in uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, um, Barry Keown K- 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 or something like that. Keown or something like that, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, again, he's Irish as well. I thought he was brilliant in it as well. The sister was great. Just the, the casting was brilliant in it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the scenes in the pubs, the characterisation of the Irish folk in it. Yeah. was very funny. Um, yeah, just, just darkly, darkly humorous. Um yeah, I, I just thought it was great. I, I, I couldn't tell you why to watch this film. I just thought it was brilliant. Um, he's great at telling those stories. I think all yeah. these movies have that. They're all inherently, they have a dark streak of humour through it. Yeah, yeah. But they're. Surpri- all of them are really surprisingly watchable and they have a good rewatch value. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, yeah. I've lost track of how many times I've seen in Bruges. Right. Um, and I still find it, like is dark and sweet and and funny every time I watch it. I think he's just got a really, really good balance on what he does. Do you know, um, weirdly, I think I have kept away from that off the back of Scott and his carry-on with that movie. It's not and a I, horror movie. It's I, not I, a horror I know, comedy. I, I think, right? knowing now that, that, that it's the same guy that did Banshees and did Three Billboards, yes. I think I'm definitely going to need to watch that. Yeah, and yeah, like, follow up with The Guard. The Guard is uh, Brendan Gleeson plays a, a kind of local beat cop in Ireland and Don Cheadle comes across from America and they have to work together on a case and it's fucking awesome. Right. Um, it's really, really, really good because it's in buttfuck nowhere in the middle of Ireland. Um, it's, 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 it's excellent. And, like, all the stuff is all the stuff is great. Uh, which is, uh, I'm glad that you checked it out for sure. Um, it's worth saying that for the people in the UK, it's available on the, the Plus, the Disney Plus. It's Disney uh, Plus. Yeah. And it says this movie. Disney Plus is mental the new, by the way, for the films. In Scotland, it, well, in the UK it is. Yeah. In America, they don't have, I don't think Barbarians on Disney Plus or Banshees is on Disney Plus in the States. Yeah, that's here. Sorry, I've just remembered another movie I watched just the other night was uh, The Menu. Which again, oh, how is fucking good is Disney that? Disney Plus. Yeah, but how good is uh, that movie? I, I did. I, I will say I, I, I nodded off halfway through that, but I, I, I watched the second half the next day again. Hmm. Um, and no, I did. I, I really liked it as well, kind yeah. of thing. Maybe not as much as the Barbarian and, and Banshees and that, but it's, it's a great film and again, very, very dark. Yeah, very um, dark. <laughs> uh, there, there was a bit about the. The kind of mocking of the food snobs, I, I just loved. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It just, it, it just wrong of my dad <laughs> to me at, at points. My dad having been a chef. Um, yeah, but I mean, so that's that's three of the kind of 
Yeah, like, put that into perspective. most weird off-the-wall films I have watched probably in the past year have all been on Disney+. Plus. And that's all less than two months after they were in the cinema. Yeah. All three of those movies. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, are, yeah. are like November, December releases in cinemas, and then by January, they're on Disney+. Plus. It's yeah. a fucking weird time to be alive right now, honestly. Because I was because I genuinely I wanted to check out uh, the menu at the cinema, but the times were never right. Uh, the mm. first week it came out, I couldn't attend, and then after that, they were all shite times. And the same with Barbarian. Barbarian was a blink and miss it at the cinema up here. I didn't it wasn't in the cinema. See, want. weirdly, my wife saw the menu at the cinema. Yeah. Um, <laughs> her and Shed Stew's wife had gone to see it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think they went. I think Shed Stew's wife thought it was going to be a bit more of a horror than it actually was. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's more satirical remember, than anything. I remember my wife coming home and saying, yeah, it was quite good. She's like, you would probably quite like it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just, I love that Anya Taylor-Joy. She's fucking incredible, yeah, man. She She's is, man. absolutely incredible. She makes every role look really fucking easy. Yeah, And I yeah, think that's totally. the thing now. Like, the versatility of her, just in the space of a year and a half, she did that, that fucking, that chess thing. That got a huge yeah, amount of uh, credit. Gambit, yeah, and great. then yeah, I've still watched it. Um, but she also did like last. If you look at last year in terms of cinema, she had what three movies out? I think one of them was The Northman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But that's you, right. Oh, like, you forget that came out last year. It's like fucking nuts. But probably, so, I think probably the worst thing she did was the New Mutants one, and she was one of the better things in the New Mutants movie. And to be fair, that was shot like what fucking yeah, four years exactly. ago or something. It, it, it was, there was about a three or four year gap of, between her filming it and it coming out kind of thing, and yeah. she was one of the few kind of highlights of that film, if you like. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. She's phenomenal, and uh, she was really good in that as well. And your man finds was great as the. The chef character in it. Yeah, if it was like this, characters in the yeah. place. The wee, the table. There's a table of three guys. Uh, yes, I don't know if they're supposed to be like the banker guys, angel yeah. investors, or something like the banker kind yeah. of guys. And there's one of them. I knew I knew his face, and it dawned on me about twenty minutes in. He was in Broad City, which is a sitcom that I watched. Uh, Alana Glazer right. and Abby. Two girls living in New York, yep. kind of thing, and it's just dead off the wall. Um, it's filthy humor. It's like sex <laughs> in the city, but for the kind of millennial generation. Do you know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's a fantastic pagan episode. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, but anyway, one of the guys, one of those three bankers plays the gay Colombian roommate of one of the girls. Oh, uh, and he's, he was one of my favourite characters in Broad City because he's not in it all yeah. the time. You know, he's, he's one of the kind of supporting cast. And every time he's in it, he's absolutely hilarious. He's just got a dead effeminate wee lisp in Colombian accent. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely brilliant. And, and to see him playing a kind of straight character and that, I, I, that tickled me a great deal as well. Um, it's a weird thing as well because they were like um, they're, they're talking about uh, there's plenty of things going around going like that. the menu the, the movie that you know uh, finds performance like overshadows his most evil role in cinema Voldemort and I was like that 
Was that his most evil role in cinema, or was it in Red Dragon, where he played a serial killer who murdered families and ejaculated on their dead? You know what I mean? Is, isn't that a wee bit worse? Is it, not that I'm saying Voldemort's not a scary dude, right? But he is kind of, oh, you're the boy that lived. You know what I mean? Very kind of. Like a fish. Yeah, <laughs> fish face. Uh, uh, or is it the guy who's built like a fucking brick shit house, just goes around yeah. murdering people? Yeah. Kind of thought that, and then I was like, maybe they don't know. He's also, by the way, I, I just forgot, he's in, a, he's in Bruges. And oh, maybe one of oh yeah, one of my favourite scenes he plays a guy called Harry, and Harry's the, the the crime boss. Guy's not in it much, right? Um, and there's there's a bit where he's talking to Brendan Gleeson. This one spoiled the movie, but it's great. He's got a kind of he's got like a proper kind of kind of Cockney accent, and he's at home in his big mansion, and he's talking to Brendan Gleeson on the phone. They ask Gleeson to do something, and Gleeson like basically he's like, listen, Harry, you're a cunt. You've always been a cunt, um, like that, and uh, like he's talking like that, and he he, he kind of he hangs up the phone on him, and uh, he's like, "Hello, hello!" And he starts fucking smacking the like really <laughs> rad smacking the phone, and his wife comes through the door, and she's like, "Harry!" and he's like, "What?" and she's like, "It's an inanimate object," and he's like, "You're a fucking inanimate object!" Like this is fucking absolutely, absolutely fucking raging. Um, he's really, really good. I like him. I like him. I'm glad you checked it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I made my end of year list, so because um, yeah. I thought it was fucking great. Uh, as did here's another segue. Uh, as did this movie that oh. we're going to be talking about tonight. See how we did that? Um, it's Barbarian. That is the one that we're going to be covering it, ladies and gents. We are doing a video format one, which means there will be a muted version. When I say muted, as in like there's going to be like it's going to be transparent, translucent version of the trailer in there, so it doesn't get yanked from the fucking internet. Uh, but you're going to see the trailer when myself and Baz return. We're going to be discussing Barbarian from 2022, a movie that Baz openly admits terrified the shit out of him, and I want to know why. I need to know why Baz to get to the bottom of this. We're going to do it. Right after this. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch.
seem overwhelming. But with a little practice, it can soon become a pleasurable experience. This is perfectly natural. And welcome back, ladies and gents. You just saw, heard something. The trailer for Barbarian from 2022. This is written and directed by Zach Krieger. That's a real name. It's a real American name. Um, Krieger? Like, I'm sure there's a character called Krieger in something, but I can't remember what it is. He was like a cop or something. Krieger? Krieger. You're like that Kramer from Seinfeld? No, no, no. He's different. He's tall and weird. Uh, <laughs> no, Krieger, I'm sure, sure, like I'm sure there's been many characters in American cinema called Krieger, uh, but just it rings a bell. Baz. But he wrote and directed this. Now he himself has done, from the looks of things, a ton of the short and, and various other things. But this is a making his way in the world today. Takes everything you got. Sorry, I don't know why we did that. <laughs> Everybody knows your name in Barbarian. Um, we have uh, as Casco, uh, Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, of course. Eh? We, lo- we long for some Justin Long. Uh, we do. <laughs> Matthew Patrick Davis, Richard Brake, Kurt Bronholer, uh, James Butler, Sophie Sorensen, Rachel Fowler. G.R. Esposito, Kate Nichols. There's a huge cast here for a movie that doesn't have a huge cast. Yeah, that's um, who are all these people? Brooke Dillman, Sarah Paxton. Is Sarah Paxton in this one? Sarah Paxton does the narration in the nursing video. Wow. What? Sarah Paxton. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Sarah Paxton? No. Sarah Paxton is the chick in The Innkeepers. And, oh, right. and uh-huh. Cheap Thrills, she plays the wife of the guy in Cheap Thrills who's paying the people to hurt themselves. Ah, right, okay. I have not seen her in anything in years, but she is the, she is the in the nursing video, she does the nervation of that, the voice. So it's not actually, don't physically see her, but it's her voice that's in it, so that, that's kind of taking me a little bit back. And there's some other folks. Synopsis for this one as listed on IMDb. Um... Short, sweet, and I kind of like it because it doesn't give anything away, which, by the way, we're spoiling this movie, right, folks? Yes, yes. Got to stress that right now. If you've not seen Barbarian yet, Disney Plus in the UK, please go away and check out. It is a movie, and I heard it before I watched it, so I made sure I adhered to the policy of the less you know about this movie, the better the experience watching it shall be. 100%. Cool. The synopsis is a woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. See? That's how you do a non-spoilerific spoiler. That's what this yep. film is about. <laughs> like, that is all we're saying about the movie right now as an opportunity to once again stop listening if you haven't watched the movie. Right? I, I genuinely do. Yeah. Because in my opinion, this film is is it's really worth checking out um, mm-hmm. if if you are into horror films. Yeah. I mean, just without giving any of my review away, 
this film scared me a lot more than I have been scared in a lot, quite a long time. Yeah. Um, it's it wasn't the type I thought it was going to be quite an arty cerebral film. It, it's not particularly. It's pretty much a straight up horror movie. Oh yeah. Watch this film. Get the shit scared out of you. Have a good time. But as Dun- as you were saying, Duncan, don't try and just go and watch the film because if you listen to this. It'll be ruined for you. Yeah, we're going to, like, very quickly in our discussion here, we're going to give away two massive plot points that will essentially ruin the surprise of the movie. Yeah. And it's not one, it's not like has a twist ending. Ta-da! This movie, like, weaves and turns in in a good way, but some of those turns are whiplash-inducing because they genuinely are not what you're expecting so we've given yeah. you plenty of warnings now listen listeners if you if you have not paid attention then fudge you uh because we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna get right into it just now um but as i'm curious because i knew the reputation of this movie um i want to see this may have played fright fest i think this was one of the ones that played fright fest back in august and it was doing it was doing relatively well off the back of that a lot of people were kind of Excited for it. I'd, I'd heard uh, some people say it maybe wasn't the movie they thought it was going to be and not in a good way. And then we had to wait months. It played in America a good two months before it made its way over to the UK. It had the tiniest window in cinemas in the UK and not when you should put it on. I don't know, like October. No, instead we mm. got it in November. Right. Perfect time to drop horror movies. Um, right in that November, and then it disappeared really quickly again, and I was in that kind of, oh well, I'm just going to have to wait now until whenever it appears on a Netflix or something, and then uh-huh. literally the end of the year it, it, it appeared on the Disney Plus and so I got a chance to check it out and I have thoughts, I'm, I'm not there with you fully, uh, but okay. I don't dislike this movie by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. I do I do, like, like I, put my cards on the table this movie like 90 percent works for me right and the 10 percent that doesn't work for me doesn't annoy me so you know what i mean it's not like this 10 percent undoes all the hard it doesn't at yeah, all yeah, yeah. it just it, it falls into a couple of trappings that are maybe more well trodden fodder for me in horror compared to the rest of the movie which was actually quite fresh like i'd like uh-huh. stuff that i had i've seen done in other movies just not done this way uh, and as a result of that, I was kind of on board with it. And then it ended in a surprisingly conventional way overall that I was like, all right. So we did a lot of really cool fancy things to end uh, up with what would be a stereotypical kind of horror ending, uh, which I mean, it's fine. It sticks a landing, but I was maybe, I was maybe expecting something a little bit, a little bit more ambitious. Um, but, but. That being said, I think we can... The biggest factor of this movie is essentially it's set over three timelines. Which yeah, it, it's... The, I mean, everybody talks about the three acts Yes. for any successful film. This is the most three-act film <laughs> I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. Yeah, it's up there with um, From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got to that... the point when it... When it goes from the first act into the second when I'm like, tell me this isn't a fucking, like, a, a what do you call it, film? Uh, anthology. Oh, right, right, I got like, you. I see if this is a fucking anthology and that this is nothing to do. Because it, it, it takes a little while for the second act 
to bring you so you can start to see the lines cross yeah. if you like yeah, do you yeah. know what i mean um yeah, I, it's, it's definitely, as you say, there's, there's kind of three timelines to the whole thing. Yeah, so there's the uh, initial timeline, which is set before the end timeline of the movie. Yeah. Um, then there's the there's a flashback to kind of explain the setup to the house that you're in. And uh-huh. then there's you return to the timeline of, which would be, the end of the movie essentially and yeah. you, you follow the parts through from there what i loved about it what i loved about the first part specifically is that it 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 subverts a lot of expectation right so on on the on the base level it puts you in a movie experience where it's very small scale very insular we have a woman who's shown up She's staying in a Airbnb overnight, yeah. Um, because she's got an interview in the morning. She's ready out for the weekend. She so- shows up. She can't get into the property. She is, you know, she's phoning the number for the person who owns it. Can't get through, and someone actually answers the door, and it's Bill Skarsgård, and he says, "No, I've rented this property." They both check it. They've rented it off different sites, uh, and there's been a, a, a you know a conflict in terms of the scheduling. And Tess, played by Georgina Campbell, who is our final girl, essentially, in this movie. Um, she decides that she's going to go find a hotel, but there's some conference in town. She can't do that. And Bill Skarsgård basically says, why don't you spend the night here? And so the, that first thing is, what is Bill Skarsgård's intention? You know, is he like? Has this been a setup? Does he own the house? Is it like, like you're kind of set on that way, and it builds a particular way where you think it's just simply, uh, all right, he's he's fucking weird. He's abducted her. Basically, he's doing oh. something to abduct her. Um, or at worst, like uh, that's the worst case scenario. Like the small case scenario, he's fitted cameras in the toilet so he can watch her pee. You know, something yeah, along yeah. those lines. Um. And you quickly find out that in the basement there is a like a like a, like a hidden door, a hidden door, and the hidden door takes you into East, like a labyrinthian uh, series of doors and, and rooms underneath the house. It's very Buffalo Bill, you know. What I mean, oh. it's it's very it's very like put the lotion in the basket, and there's a room in there, and the room has a bed, which no one could pay me enough money to lie on. Um, yeah. It's fucking vile. And a camera. So it looks like snuff's been taking place there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, of course, Tess thinks, you know, that this might be Bill Skarsgård that's behind us. And even when she's like, we need to get the fuck out of here, and he's like, listen, I'm not going to... I want to find out what you saw, because, let's be honest, I don't trust you myself. So I'll oh. go down there, and then he vanishes, Baz, and then you're like, all right, this is the setup. This is to lure her down there. And then... She goes down, there's another door, uh, which takes them even further in there. And then even up to, even up to a certain point, Skarsgård is when we finally find them all wounded, he's still playing it like he might be playing possum. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's luring her into like further because he, he does he doesn't want her. She starts screaming, we need to go back, yeah. we need to get out of here, and he's saying, no, we can't go that way, you need to come this yes. way. And she won't listen to him, of course she won't listen to him, because to be honest, the movie even sets up, from her point of view, why would you trust this guy? Um, 
And then out of nowhere, some monster creature shows up, crushes his head against the wall, Skarsgård's out the movie, and then that's that act done. Uh, let's talk about that first. Let's talk about the first act because it really is... It's a, In itself, it feels like it could be... I see what you mean about an anthology. In fact, it's a really good way of doing it. In itself, this could be a feature-length horror movie. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The, yeah, way it's, the way it's shot, the ideas and concepts. It's two steps away from being like a, a 10 Cloverfield lane. You know uh-huh. what I mean? About like, you know, you need to yeah, stay in yeah. the bit, you need to stay in the house, you need to stay in the bit, you can't go out there, it's dangerous out there. Um, and it's played really, really well. I think, I love Bill Skarsgård at the moment. I love everything he's doing in, in the horror genre. Uh, since he played Pennywise, he's been on a fucking tear, right? Um, yeah. And this is another great example of it. He's a kind of weird looking dude, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and he's, I, he's I quite don't think charming. He's particularly weird looking in this. No, he's, what I mean but... is he's he's charming. Well, he's a very charming guy. He's a good looking guy. He's very charming, but he doesn't have to really do much, like for him to start being a bit awkward. And I kind of like yeah. that. You know what I mean? I, I like that performance. As like, I think he'd be see if they remade Psycho again. For example, you could put Bill Skarsgård as Norman Norman Bates, Bates. and I think that would work really well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think he's just got that quality. I'm going to tell you where I came from with this movie. So, I had heard the name, right? Now, nothing against you, but when you're friends with you and Scott and Liam, right? (laughs) You hear about films constantly. Don't know what you mean. <laughs> I, I watch more films and I go to the cinema far more now than I have done at any other point in my life. So what you're saying Mostly is we've made through. you a cooler guy. Yes, that 100%, because cinema dwellers are cool people. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, but I, I, I watch far more of it. So sometimes I struggle to keep up when you're talking yeah. about films now. I'd heard the name Barbarian. I couldn't remember anything about it. Then I was told, somebody said something, the premise about this Airbnb thing, and I was like, oh, no, I remember this. Did yeah. I see a trailer about it, or did I talk to you about it? I couldn't remember. Anyway, decided I was going to watch it, and for some reason, I had it in my head that it was going to be quite a dark kind of art house I had Baskin vibes in the back of my head for some kind of reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know. Anyway, sat down to watch it. And, and this first act, if you like, it, it's, ju- it's just so well done yeah. because you flip and flop the entire time. You're fairly convinced that he's going to do something horrendous to mm-hmm. this girl. Do you know what I mean? And... Y- you feel like you're getting taken along because he breaks down the walls between them and she kind of drops her defences a little bit and all that, you know, and then she finds this fucking door and takes it in and he disappears and all that. And one thing I had noticed just at the kind of end of this act, so the kind of big reveal mm-hmm. that happens about a third of the way through the movie, the soundscape in this film... Yeah. is unsettling yeah. beyond belief and then you pair it with the kind of visuals when they find this whole labyrinthian underground network thing yeah. underneath this house because the house is just a perfectly normal house mm-hmm. there's one wee door 
that people are slightly concerned about and should be. Um, but everything's been tunneled out the rock. There's that hideous fucking room you were talking about. Aye, aye. And it, it just seems to, you have to go deeper and deeper into this thing. And there's just this feeling of dread. And I said, I think I said to you and I said to my daughter, by the time when he comes, finally comes scuttling out the dark, mm-hmm. shat myself. Right. <laughs> then, <laughs> then he starts this whole, no, we can't go that way. You need to come with me. And I'm like, that. oh my God, no, wait a minute. He is still, the, you know, it's like you see everything. Yeah. And this first thing just throws you back to know he is going to do something. Yeah. And then this figure just lurches out the dark and I full on <laughs> shot myself. And then what she does, or what this character does, you see, she, she batters his yeah. head oh, off I... the wall yeah. till it's fucking jello. And I realised at the end of that, as it then cuts to this completely, seemingly completely different fucking movie I realised I was sitting like this now you'll only get this if you're watching the YouTube stream but I was sitting like <laughs> like my jaw was hanging open and I was doing that thing when I had pushed myself back into the couch a bit I have not done that in a long long time the visions of that creature yeah. coming out the dark it, it flat out Scared the shit. I mean, I told my daughter as much of Lannister the first film in ages that's actually made me. But it had done what horror movies used to do to me. It had built it up and it had just got me into such a place that when that hit, it hit like a fucking freight train. Because you're not expecting it. No. Like the the last thing you're expecting in this movie, the last thing is a, like some sort of mutated creature. Yeah, coming out of the shadows out that this prick's been telling the truth the whole yeah, time yeah like you know even I mean? even but even if he even if he was telling the truth it'd be it'd be like i don't know a, a group of snuff filmmakers or something it'd yeah, be like hostel some, like some guy yeah, in a yeah. fucking leather apron yeah because there's cages and all that oh, and thing, like cages and stuff all through aye, yeah. so like, it'd be something it like that it me. would not be like I'm, yes. I'm used to, it wouldn't be a creature yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and that i yeah. think that's the thing that was really clever about it um, the director, I was doing a bit of digging around, the director said that he felt that horror movies had become a bit stale because they followed the same formulas over and over again. So what he wanted to do was break down the narrative structure of a movie by not focusing on one time period, rather giving a position, giving the next position, but during that, jump back to give some context before coming back to close. Which I think is smart. I, he's not the yeah. only one that's done it, but I think I think it's clever. I think the placement of it is really smart. We talk about that three act structure that you mentioned earlier on. Um, it's it's divvied up in such a way that you get like a crescendo every time you get this big crescendo, and then it takes you somewhere else, and then builds back to another big scare, and then builds down, and then back to a scare, and then it's off to the races for the end. And I yeah. think as an audience point of view by the end of that first segment when Skarsgård's face is like mangled against a wall you need respite and is there anything more kind of oh everything's safe in the world than a car driving along like a Malibu beach with yeah. like young 
like doesn't appear to age ever just in long um who's still the he's still he's the, the, whatever he is taking is the same thing tom cruise is taking because this guy has been in horror movies now he's been in movies that now ralph ralph macchio it is it really is he's been he's been in movies that i can remember dating back now over 25 years and he still looks the fucking same he does, he really does, man. It's absolutely nuts. He's um, in dodgeball for fuck's sake. He's in dodgeball, I know. He's in yeah. dodgeball. Like, not, like, cra- like crazy, crazy stuff. Like when you think about it now, he looks the same age. <laughs> so, oh, man, and Ben Stiller looks fucking ancient. Um, you know, that, it's, it's, it's weird, it's weird. But yeah, so like we switch to the what will be the second story that's going to go over yeah. the final timeline it's going to be split but just along as a actor and he, his pilot tv show is about to be picked up baz except uh-uh, he gets a phone call as he's driving along you know it's, the, the only thing that needs to be playing on the radio by the way he cannot sing um whatever the song is that he's yes. singing along to is awful <clears throat> but what should be playing is I'm Walking on Sunshine by Casey, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Um, because it really is like, I used to be... He's like totally in the best mood ever. And then he gets a phone call. And it turns out his co-actress maybe thinks that she's been raped by him. Yeah. I thought he was a filmmaker. No, I think he's is the. He, is he an actor? I think he's the uh, actor. I, like, he right, might be yeah. the. For some reason, I had it in my head that he was like a director, and this was one of the actresses that he. It, could, it could very well be. Could very that. well be. I don't know why I thought that, but, but I did. Essentially, he's like, and I think this is the director playfully, and this is where some of the criticism I've seen criticism all of the because people have moan about anything. I've seen some yeah. people saying that it's like. It is cynically trying to be woke. I hate that. We've spoken about this before. I fucking hate that word. It's it's the laziest four-letter word in the history of the world. Like anyone that like tried like woke is such a non-thing. Uh, it, it like really, really is. It's just like cancel culture is not a thing either. Um, it's just it's fucking nonsense, right? It's all it's all shit that people spew out there because people like buzzwords and they don't like substance, right? And it like the, see. I, I disagree with that to an extent, but and what, with this what, what film, we? I don't think that's what it's doing. Well, I, yeah. I think I don't think it is either. It, it's just it's pointing a finger yeah. at things that have gone on. Yeah, I think not. I think it's, it's using not it as more than that. I think it is mean? as superficial as it's using it as a plot device to get Justin Long to the house. That is literally. Yeah. I think there is no. I don't think the director was like. You know, I need this reason to get him. Uh, yes, I will. Let, let's blow this wide open. Yeah, the the whole yeah. thing, the whole thing about this is, it's to underpin, like fully underline that Justin Long is a shit character, right? And the reason he's not a nice guy, uh-huh. right? And he never is throughout this entire movie, right? Right to the very end, he is not a nice guy. And the oh, clever, shit, yeah. the clever thing about Barbarian is it subverts your expectation. The subversion of the expectation is you met a guy at the start of the movie who is who you perceive to be a threat, having done nothing at all to be a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the second half of the movie, you've got Justin Long's character, who you know has all but admitted to rape. And yeah. he like you're rooting for him to be the hero at the end of the movie. Like it's it is yeah. very, very, very I, I smart. Also thought- the there is a bit where he 
eventually, against the advice of his lawyer, mm-hmm. contacts Aye. the girl and, and, and essentially admits to it oh, all. On, on her voicemail? On her phone call, yeah, when he's drunk and he's been out with his pal and I think he uses the term, I'm a persistent guy or yeah. something like Yeah, she said no at first, you know, but I'm a yeah. persistent yeah. guy. It's horrible. Aye. And... It's kind of weird because at the start, when it always, kind of because it's just long, you're kind of rooting for him. You know, <laughs> the, the, this, you know, he's this horrible accusation made against him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it turns out it is all fucking true. Yeah. And as, as you say, you're actually rooting for this one, and he's an absolute wrong. And, yeah. By the end of I the mean? movie, he shows like the yeah. like whereas Skarsgård, I was trying to help her. Don't go that Ooh. way. She's up that. You know, it's up that way. Come with me. Uh, but the movies like angled it in such a way that you are you mistrust him whereas the guy yeah. that you know for a fact is a fucking scumbag you kind of want to trust him or you want her uh-huh. to go with him to be safe and all the rest and it's like I say Barbarian does a, a lot of things that I think are wickedly smart like wickedly smart yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's purely a plot device I don't think it goes any deeper than that and some of the stuff that I read online I think people, I, I would agree with you. I think I people would, are just thinking too much agree. of it. You know what I mean? Genuinely, yeah. like they're, they're getting too involved with it. Um, and to preface what I was saying, I don't think what culture is what people think what culture is. I think it's always existed. I think every generation has a a new view on how the world is, and the older generation struggles to to entertain that i think if you go back almost every generation it's two steps away from kids being disrespectful for veterans that came back from wars because you yeah, went over yeah, there like, no, I, mean, I think enough, that, that's i think it's always been there i think from what you said social media there, yeah. though and just generally the ability for anyone to post anything that is dumb as fuck that's you know what exactly. I mean? Is is what amplifies it, but I think it's always been there. I don't think it's a new concept. Yeah, I mean that that's exactly the same. You know, folk going about oh, it never used to be this <laughs> dark and horrible. This world, well, it did. <laughs> it did. It's just you didn't know what every country in the world was fucking yeah, doing like, because of the internet. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It like, just like somebody's been fucking raped in Chechnya. Do you yeah, know what like, I mean? And it's getting live streamed on fucking Twitter somewhere. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's I know. Blindness. I now know. I now know exactly when militias are storming embassies in Brazil. I don't know if I would exactly. have known that, like, like straight away as it was happening in real time, twenty five years ago. I don't think yeah, I would have. I think it would have been some sort of news. In your bedroom, reading Edgar Allan Poe, mate. You know it, Baz. With the cool kids. <laughs> With the cool kids, with the and a, and a goblet of red wine, with a <laughs> with the cool kids, a plastic uh, goblet. It looks like gold. Plastic <laughs> spray painted gold. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually a mug, but I just called it my goblet. <laughs> Had goblet written on it. <laughs> this is my goblet. Uh, but yeah, so like I, I I love I love that aspect of it. So Justin Long, he owns a house, right? This is the conceit. He actually owns the Airbnb, yeah. and because he's been because this news is now broke that he has. I I didn't get the connection. There's a bit he's talking to somebody on the phone because he's trying to get uh, liquidate some money. Yes, or free up some money rather. And he says something about I've got the properties in Michigan. Yeah. And we know that that first scene had been set in Detroit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, 
he owns the fucking house. Yeah, yes. But it was only at that point, and that's about 15, 20 minutes into his scenes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's God, his. right, okay, so I see how this connects. Because up till then, this was a completely different film. Uh, yeah, like, it does, and it's, like you see, it sets it as a, almost like a different story. Um, mm. Because you're like, it's whiplash, because you go into that, and you're like, well, are we not going back to what, what we're doing? Like, why are we with him now? Um, so Justin Law, uh, Justin Long's trying to liquidate um, assets, and one of yeah. which he's going to get rid of some of his properties in Michigan. But the press is also trying to hunt him down. So he's thinking, if I go off the grid, I do love that conversation with his lawyer, where he's like, like, why, why are you in Michigan? He's like, well, I'm just here to do those things like that. That's not how that's going to be seen. What it's going to be yeah. seen is you fled the state. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like, come on, use your brains. So basically, he goes to the house. The house should be empty according to him because mm-hmm. no bookings but because there's been mistakes in bookings there's people's items in his house uh i love he phones up the person that's managing it from she couldn't give a fuck you know what i mean and she's not interested at all um and so while he's there he's searching around and of course does he not find the the door down in the extra space mm-hmm. and instead of thinking this looks like a rape dungeon what he's thinking baz is this is extra space. I could, I can market this property for more because yeah, there's more space it, in it. Something to do with what you can put down as the square foot. Yeah. It's clearly an American thing. Because if, if if we had a torture sex dungeon <laughs> under the house, it, it would not increase the value of your house. But he is actively excited by this. Do you know? It shows you how fucked up Americans are. <laughs> you know. Well, you've got a 40 foot hewn yep. cut rock staircase going down the way yep. hot damn <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> you know, well, yeah. my father-in-law was my lawyer he'd have been like brick that thing up yeah. well, let's never fucking mention <laughs> it like, do you know what I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean I'm, I'm very keen to put an offer in but my only question is how big is your rape dungeon yeah 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 uh, I mean Oh, oh, multiple rooms. Oh, 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 well, that changes things. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. So anyway, he's doing the measuring around and all the rest. Yeah, it's basically, so he's walking down the rape corridor. Like, unperturbed. uh, With a tape measure, which is very funny, it has to be said. (laughs) Unperturbed by everything that's that's going on around him. And of course, uh, he he, ends up falling in a pit and meets Tess, who's been there for... Turns out it's still alive. Yeah, for a while she's been in there, and uh, she basically—I reckoned about a month, I think. It's not. It can't. It can't be like like, like ages because she's no. It's it's weeks. Yeah, I think. And uh, she, she well, she's in there, and we get a bit of the rules here about this creature walking about the place. Um, thinks that she is your mother, and yeah, because she the. Tess, the, the girl from the start, yep. she she has managed to survive by kind of figuring out what she needs to do to survive. in order yeah. to not get her head caved in against the wall, <laughs> um, which is allow this thing to, to mother her. To feed her out of her. what can only be described as the worst heat in the yeah, history of cinema. this, uh. and this fucking visual here, uh. the, the creature kind of... It's like this grimy bottle and this big, massive rubber teeth yeah. just forced down through the grating. Yep. And they have to suckle from it. Yep. I mean, fuck only knows what's in that. 
I would assume her rancid monster breast. Well, that, that's what you have to assume. I don't want to assume that, though, Duncan. <laughs> that's why I'm just going to say I don't know what's in it. Um, yeah, and, and again, but that again was that, that is things like that that bring the freshness. I think yeah. to this film because you, you've never seen that before. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I can I can see it. hand on heart. I've never seen rancid tit juice before in cinema. Do you know what? Uh, this is this is where that goddamn wrong term reboot should have gone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cults. Well, who needs a cult? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Give exactly. us this. Uh, so yeah. So so basically, she she lets them know shit has gone south here. We don't know why she's under the house, but she fucking she's crazy and she's trying to mother us and all the rest just just be your child just drink yeah. the milk and he he like justin long is a dickhead and he's no listening yeah. he's not he's not following orders and he gets knocked out and as the movie is setting things up here at that point we then get the flashback yeah. so we jump back to what the 70s 60s, 70s? No, no early 80s. Early. On the radio, they're talking about Reagan. Reagan, yeah, 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 you're right. It was the start of the yep. Reagan era. So it's like early, early 80s, and um, we have, essentially, we were introduced to Richard Brake, who appears on the screen, and the first thing that happens whenever you see Richard Brake in a movie is you remember that Baz did a great impression of him from the second Rob Zombie Halloween movie, where he just repeats the word fuck a hundred times. Um, in the ambulance, remember that you forgot already. I do not remember that. You remember it like I. I thought the first Rob Zombie movie was in was thirty one. So uh, oh, he's in, he's in the second movie. The ambulance flips over and he gets he's impaled and he's like fuck 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 and the, the blood's coming out his mouth. He's like fuck fuck fuck. You did a great impression of it. Uh, it's so great, so great that it's actually fucking is <laughs> Men in Black mind wiped you completely. Um, badly so. Yeah, badly he's, so. he's been in shitloads. He's been in shitloads of things. I, I suppose nowadays. Well, one, sorry, just yeah. one of the things that we hadn't actually mentioned up until now is this is this house is in like one of these horrendous. Oh, like, why would you book an Airbnb of... here? Honestly. So, uh, weirdly, I. I, I kind of followed this. Detroit had, at one time, the largest Masonic Lodge building in the world, right? Did not know this. And, yep, and it's like the rest of Detroit after the kind of collapse of the motor industry and everything yep. that went into terminal kind of decline. And it was saved by Jack White of the White Stripes. <laughs> this, is, this is true because... It turned out Jack White was brought up by his mum. His dad had nothing to do with him, basically, and his mum was a very poor single mother trying to bring him up. And the people that ran the, the huge Masonic building in Detroit yep. gave her a job because it had, like, um, movie theatres and stuff in it. It's not like yeah. the lodges in this country. Do you know what I mean? It was, like, 20 floors and, you know, and fucking saunas and everything in it. It was, like, a huge thing. And they gave her a job yep. and made sure that she always had a job in the place. And Jack White never ever forgot this. Mm -hmm. And when it was on the verge of collapse kind of thing, he stepped in. And actually, while it, it does still operate as a Masonic building, but it also does, uh, there's a lot of concerts, like big concerts oh, right. take cool, cool. place in yeah, it. Yeah. Um, it's a big wedding venue now and all that. And he's, he's kind of turned it around. So this got me interested in Detroit and I find this whole kind of 
urban decay thing really interesting. Yeah. Like at, at one time it was one of the richest cities in America. Yeah, yeah. And there's these, you know, huge areas filled with streets and it's just abandoned houses, literally abandoned. Yeah. And they are beautiful family homes. Yeah. And they are just rotting and falling to bits. Mm -hmm. And the one thing we've not mentioned is this one house that she is in, because she arrives there in the middle of the night, when you see it during the day, it is like Beirut. Oh, aye. Like, there's a bit where... 80s Beirut, do you know what I mean? Just this one little house sat in the middle of it. It's a a bit earlier on when Skarsgård's still alive and she comes back from her interview... And a ho- a homeless man comes running yeah, up the street, kind of chases her. Yeah, and like trying to tell her not to go into the house. Um, and of course she doesn't listen. And of course she should have listened because her perspective. Yes, I because she thinks she's about to get raped. And the audience thing. with her. Yeah. yeah, like we've all seen Tenebrae. We've all seen the start of Tenebrae Baz, where the homeless man tries to attack the woman. Remember that scene? No, no. There we go. No, uh, it's like no. years wasted on this show. Probably honestly. nothing to do with the plot, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so when this flashback <laughs> comes round, you're a prick. You're a prick. It has absolutely nothing to do with the plot. You're right. You're a prick. Over point out when uh, when this flashback comes round um, in Barbarian in the yeah. Good Film, um, it's uh, you see what's your man's name again? Which one? The one the one that was Doomhead. Uh, Richard Brake. Like, Right, we'll just call him Doomhead. When you see him, at, like at the beginning of the eighties, which yeah. is just at the, the start of the decline. Yeah. Uh, well, the Midwestern no, America yeah. and the Rust Belt and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And his neighbours, you know, because so everything it's all white picket fences, lovely houses. They're all out mowing the lawn yeah. and the beautiful sunshine and all that. He's in his big car, and uh, the neighbours are like, "Well, I think they're moving out." You know what I mean? The wife's worried about the way prices are going and. Yeah, you know, they're talking about black people. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, kinda, yeah. You've got this urban creep coming in now and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I found that really interesting as well, just because of a kind of personal. Yeah, but also it gives the perfect. It gives thing. the perfect backdrop. Once, like trying to ground this, it does, and, yes, uh, it's the perfect backdrop for what this guy's uh, going to do. We essentially we see him leave his house, travel to a local supermarket, where he picks up baby supplies because his wife oh. is about to give what he says is a home birth. Um, so he gets everything, rubber sheets, the works, um, and then comes back, has a conversation with his neighbour. But in the meantime, he's also. He's also following a woman, and yeah. See, I I picked this up differently. I don't know if you got this quite right. All right. I I don't think there's a wife. No, 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 no. He doesn't have a wife. Doesn't have a wife. Yeah, yeah. He's buying all this stuff because he wants to. Well, he's already got one in the basement. Women and yeah. lock them up in the basement right. and do whatever. It is so he's, he's already kidnapped. This yeah, is yeah, like yeah. don't breathe, right? So he's already kind of like yes. except yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's he's got a woman in the basement already who he's got pregnant, um, and this is why he's buying all the baby supplies. But while he's out doing it, he's already. He's already following his next oh, victim. Right. He's, ah, he's a serial killer, so he's like yeah, he's already yeah. following his next victim, oh, right. and it's okay. very yeah, BTK yeah. because he's a security guy, does like home security. Uh-huh. So he goes in. He's already casing the place, and he's already set yeah, in the way yeah, that yeah. he's going to be able to come into the house, and then goes back to his house, and then essentially we go through it. His house is not nice inside. It's got he's like almost like a hoarder 
about all the stuff that's around and then we see him go downstairs and we find the kidnapped woman that has one of his victims and you get that that's a snapshot and you're probably thinking to yourself all right so this house has always been creepy but it's just it's always been creepy (laughs) right but why would they show you in this movie if it's not related and of course we we swing it back to like the the kind of end times of of the movie itself um due to various mishaps and distractions justin long manages to escape and he finds richard break still alive bedbound as a very old man now it's like fucking grandpa from the texas Uh, chainsaw massacre deep in the bowels of the yeah this kind of labyrinth that he's created kind of thing and yeah. he, he's in there and he's like just long sees him and is trying to help him and then you get this great scene of like he, he's pointing to he's, he's pointing over and he's like, no, it's, he gets his he's trying now he's still pointing over at this this drawer and the reason he does that is because Justin Long's like listen we're going to get out here we're going to phone the police the police are going to come she's all going to like we're going to get you rescued it's all going to get yeah, blown up and yeah. he's we're like gonna we're going to save you and he starts pointing to the drawer um, and while he's doing that Justin Long finds some videotapes and then starts putting them in because of course this is what you do while there's a giant creature running around the bills of the, the building that you're in puts it in and it's basically raped rape and torture videos yeah um and you realize that the old guy in the bed (laughs) like him in the bed and what i love about this is just along as a a aghast that this man would rape a woman you know what i mean i'm like god he's like i can't believe this (laughs) you know how how fucking dare you you old monster you fucking absolute savage so you don't have a Hollywood career. Um, and, of course, the old man manages to get in the drawer and he produces a gun. Just Long thinks he's going to shoot him. But no, 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 no. Richard Brake finally takes himself out of the movie because yeah. he's... But I think he would have probably died of old age, but as soon as he mentioned the cops, he's like, fuck this. Uh, you know, <laughs> I ain't going out like that. Um, shoots himself. And Just Long now has a gun. And the opportunity to escape, which he's going to fully take, um, not a Vec Testo. Like, every occasion that he can, like, like scuttle away and save himself, he does in this yeah, movie. Yeah. All the way right through it, which, once again, is the kind of the joy of seeing this. Because whenever they come back together and he starts to help her, you think this is the redeeming thing he's going to do, only for him to undo it, like, really quickly, uh, without much thought. Um, meanwhile, we, we get more story of the creature. So the creature is essentially one of the rape babies. Um, yeah. Uh, I did, th- this was one of the few bits I struggled with because... Yeah. So it turns out the, the homeless guy that appeared to chase her into the house yep. turns out to be a homeless guy who lives in the area and he knows exactly what this house is yep. and what's going on in it and all that kind of stuff. So well, he's, he's never moved saves. away. Yeah, he's never yeah. left. He saves Tess at one point and he then explains to her, you know, like, you know, what's going on. Yeah. Sorry, why did we get, I haven't done a tangent here and I've completely blanked. Eh, uh, like, 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 mutant creature, how she's she was born. Yeah, yep. so... It, he then starts to explain and he's like and they all started breeding with each other and you know so 
we've do gone forward, yeah, say, do the math. 40 years, yeah, the, the maths just doesn't <laughs> add up, you know, so you're talking about third or fourth generation inbreeding because At when you see this yeah. creature, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like all the malformed teeth and all that. Yeah. It, like that doesn't happen. She clearly, she's that, clearly like, old, think, Darnold. You know she's not like ancient, but she's like over twenty, for example. We would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's half that time, so. anyway. So like, it would have required it's maybe two generations at the most. And this like, yeah, reminded Max. me of the thing that made me laugh about it the the most when you start to think the math is is you. I never saw it, but you once told me because you stuck with the TV show a lot longer than I did. You were talking about The Walking Dead, and you're like, you've got Pollyanna Mackin like walking around with her own kind of devolved language dialect and yeah. it's like it's only been three years like it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. you're, you're living in a fucking dump <laughs> and you're talking all weird <laughs> what's that about <laughs> and this is what was going through my head I was like yeah. that Oh, this doesn't make any sense. Like, like, yeah. like, this is not what inbreeding looks like. It takes once again. This is where wrong turn got it right. It takes generations to do this. Yes, of course. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, or, or or something. But right, it's a conceit in the movie. I'm kind. I'm, you know, you know what? I'm not going to pick it too much. I'm just going to roll with you, it. That's exactly what I said to myself. Oh, Larry, you, you need to go over that because you're really enjoying this film, and it's. And there's a monster creature in it, and I'm cool. I'm cool with the monster creature being out because it gave me one of the twists earlier on in the movie that I wasn't expecting. Yes. And I, so, very much like yourself, I'm like, let's roll with it. Let's see how we get on. Um, essentially, this is all building up to like the end times here. Uh, in yeah. the in the meantime, we we realise that basically this. I'm assuming old man Frank in the fucking basement here, the the serial killer, couldn't get an couldn't get up enough to rape the monster daughter so she's never going to have a baby and as such all these videos that play throughout the house which are all these old-fashioned videos about you know like how to how, how to rear a child yeah like just constant playing through so she wants a baby which is why she is kidnapping people um because her dad kidnapped people so in her brain that makes sense but we, we managed to get out of there right and mm-hmm. like and once again the cops show up the cops are fucking useless in this movie because yeah, yeah, yeah. god bless america buzz um yeah, yeah, yeah. so they are they're fucking useless and we're setting up the end times here like i love we get the homeless guy going like that listen i've been here for it she's never found my hiding place and as soon as he says that he gets fucking shredded through the wall, like, like oh, fucking, he's dead. What the fucking hell? It's like a scene like, from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. His uh, fucking heart fucking is literally ripped out his fucking chest uh, and held in front of him. Um, and they they make a run for it and they go to a water cooler and of course let's go up a bit that we kind of get out it's a horror movie yeah. and we have justin long and georgina campbell going up this this water tower and they get to the top and of course she's coming for them and there's a struggle at the top and we have the opportunity here for Justin long to do the right thing baz uh-huh. and he, we as the audience were expecting them to do the right thing even though the entire movie is telegraphed that this guy never does the right thing yeah yeah uh, and during the struggle, you're, look, you're, look, you're just looking for his redemption. All the way here. through this bit, like yeah. a character who genuinely doesn't deserve it. Um, and the way he pays back the audiences during a struggle, he manages to push 
both Tess and the creature off the top of this giant water tower, assumedly to their deaths. Yeah, but the bit is, so Tess by this point is injured. Yes. And she is kind of hanging on, like at the edge of the thing or something like that. And he basically says to her, he says, I'm really sorry, I can make it out of here, you can't. And he just kicks her off. Um, and then the, the the mother creature thing and that this is where and I think I did say it, it gets a bit bonkers at the end this movie but I did such a good time yeah. with this film that I was we're in the 10% for me right that, that, that I mentioned yeah, yeah, that yeah, a little yeah. we're in I that bit where that, yeah. yeah but very much like yourself I, I, like, I don't think it's particularly strong but I don't hate it you know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't ruin the movie for me. It's just yeah, not yeah. as interesting and not as good as the previous ninety uh-huh. percent of the movie, yeah, which is fine. Which is like it's not enough to. Do. We've talked about this before. Like, I love the last broadcast. I fully admit that the last ten minutes of the last broadcast undoes through the technique of switching to a different perspective and a different technique yeah. of filming, undoes a lot of what that movie has done before. But I roll with it because I'm having fun, uh, and this is yeah. this is the same. Like they both go off to, she jumps off to save her. Essentially, she is underneath her when they hit the ground. Yeah. So she takes the the force of the the hitting the ground. Yeah. That's not how that works. But okay, right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's not how physics works. Yeah. Like, you're not a cushion pen. You're not like a big massive airbed. <laughs> But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, I'm no physics expert, but I'm sure Isaac Newton said that gravity doesn't work that way. Um, yeah, and I'm fairly sure your ribcage was punctured every fucking organ in her body. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, no, earlier on in a struggle, Justin Long, being absolutely fucking useless, dropped the only weapon they had down to the ground, down to the pavement. So that gun's down there. And of course, Long's like, I've made it. I've finally fucking made it. This is wild. Uh, probably still going to sell this house. Uh, I've got this survivor story that might get me into all the rape shit that's happening um, and yeah things are all coming up Justin Long um, and he makes his way down and uh, she's still alive Tess is still alive not only is Tess still alive the creature's still alive um, neither should still be alive no one's alive Baz um, and yeah like they, just... should, they should be a stain for this point <laughs> like the fucking you know, like a fucking mark on the ground um, <laughs> and Justin Long gets his cup up, comeuppance um, he does he dies he horribly does. because he's Justin Long in a horror movie which means he dies yeah. horribly he, he's kind of like Sean Bean that way um, like they, they die in movies a lot and, and he dies and uh, Tess puts the creature out of his misery and uh, walks off surviving the day. Um, and some mid-credit sequences, we actually see her kind of limping along, um, trying to make it out, the last survivor of this. And that's Barbarian. Um, We're going to do it in reverse, because I I do really want to finish on the super positive review, which is yours, Uh um, because the internet's mostly on your side. This has made a lot of top fives for the year. Um, it's made uh-huh. a lot of top positions for a lot of people. A lot of people I know have this as number one with a bullet uh, for 2022. It works really... I like a lot of this movie. I like I like the structure of it. 
I like it. He's not the only director to use a structure like this, but I like the way he's Ooh. doing it. Um, I like the way it commits to certain ideas. It's oh, is it is it a uh, you know kind of is it a siege movie um, in the house? You know, like a home invasion. Is it a monster movie? Is it a serial killer movie? It yeah, kind of is all Rob of zombie movie. Yeah, is it? It's like a, it's yeah, that, that Rob Zombie guy's in here. Um, you know what I mean? It's it's a little bit of everything of the above, but never commits to one whole thing, which is kind of the fun of it and the structure of it's broken up enough to make you have fun. Very much like yourself, the sim design, I fucking love in oh, this. It's really, really well done. Wild, it doesn't wild. overdo it with like music, but at the same time, it really plays into those quieter moments and the creaks at the bottom of the house. Yeah, there's just stuff always going on. Yeah. And, and you kind of be, start to become aware, like, what is all that fucking noise about? Yeah. But it, it just it just throws you right off your kilter, kind of thing. Yeah, because you're constantly expecting the other shoe to drop. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the way through it. So I loved that. I thought the acting was really, really good um, in this one. Uh, Georgina Campbell is great. Uh, Bill yes. Skarsgård, like I said before, put him in anything that I watch it. Uh, and Justin Long uh, is is Justin Long in this movie. He's not really doing anything that he's not done in other movies, but he's very very good at it and it, it works. Yeah. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, the reviews are good. The practical effects are fucking awesome. Like the gore effects and it's are really 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 well done. The creature design is really good. My only great, if it can be anything, is maybe the last 10 minutes, which is the go big or go home thing, which I, I'm not, the thing about it is generally, and this is why maybe I'm not so militant against it, I don't have an ending that I think is better. I've got no, my way that I would yeah, end it, but yeah. to be honest, we had, we'd probably end up in a very similar place. I don't think it would add any value to the movie or detract it. So the way they ended it is fine. It's just, you know, it gets a bit outlandish by the end. Um, and it, it whips along. It's just over an hour and 40 minutes. It doesn't feel an hour and 40 minutes at all. And no. that's due to its pacing. It's really, really, really well done. And, like, as horror movies go from 2022, it never made my top five. It did make my top 10. And I stand by that. Like, watching it the second time, uh, which was yesterday, um, it held up and it probably that's a testament to the movie a movie that relies on so many twists and turns shouldn't work as it well the second time yeah and yeah, it didn't yeah. for me if anything it was more enjoyable the second time watching it because yeah. some of those elements made me kind of sit and go alright I can't wait and it very it is the the very definition of a movie you want to be in the room with with friends that have never seen it before so you can watch their reaction yeah guess their reaction yeah, yeah. It's, it's wreck that way you know what i mean where you like when you watch wreck yeah. with someone that's never seen wreck before you're, you're kind of you're waiting for that body to hit the you come off the railings you're just you count down the seconds because you know as soon as it happens the fucking shit's hitting the fan and so yeah i i, I enjoyed all those aspects about it i don't think it was I don't think it's a flawless movie, but it's a really interesting movie, and it's it's a ton of fun. And the guy's clearly talented. Uh, Krieger oh, is he's, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. really talented director, and it did well. This movie did well both critically and commercially. It didn't like break the bank or anything, but it more than made its money back. Got enough buzz about it that I'm fairly sure if he wants to do something else, um, similar scale or a little bit bigger, he's not going to have any issues. You know, getting that off but the ground. Please, so. for 
God's sake, don't do Barbarian 2, whatever you well, this is, this is, Well, this is the, the, the thing that's worrying me. Now, we're starting to, in horror, we're, we're hitting a couple of trends that make me uncomfortable, uh, which are very kind of 80s orientated. The 80s were very much yeah. a, if a movie's a success, we're already greenlit and we're getting that sequel yeah, done. Like, let's... Well, like very early next week, myself and yourself and the big sexy Dave Bomb are going away to check out uh, Megan. Megan, yeah. which within three days of release was greenlit for its sequel. The... You know yeah, what I mean? And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Would, like a movie like Barbarian and with you is a one and done. That's what makes it special. I don't need the the only way to physically do this now is do a prequel. I don't need that prequel. You know, no, I, I don't no, need the Richard no, Brake no. story of him torturing and raping yeah. women. I, I don't need that movie. And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, both the studio and whoever owns the rights to it agree. I've got to thank the director because See, he wrote and directed well, it. He how must how it would you point. end that movie? Well, you do know, what? I mean, it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre prequels, Baz. All you do is you take it up to the point that the first movie kicks off. Frustrating. Course frustrating like he is the he is the bad guy he needs to lose and you know he yep. doesn't really lose to least 90 odd you know yeah that's kind of that's kind of part of that's kind of part of why i can't i like that in the movie you know what i mean it's like this guy got away with it he, he basically got away with absolutely everything completely on his own terms which is yeah. like the, the like like, we never get to fully see his crimes. We get to see the reaction, obviously, of just long watching one of the videotapes. But you know it's pretty horrific. And then he, this guy gets to take the easy way out. It's it's kind of like it's another kind of it's another interesting element in the movie. But yeah, no barbarian too. Like I don't think there's no way to do oh, anything, no. even a prequel that would make me remotely interested to watch. I think this one exists exists now. But it's it's the same reason why when they announced Don't Breathe Two. And I was like, let's not do this. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that first yeah, one, yeah. that first one is a good movie. That second one, what did you cheer for a rapist? Um, and I was like, I don't know if I can do that. In fact, I'm not going to. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a ton of fun. Really, really entertaining. Uh, very much worth your time. Hopefully you have watched it before you've heard us talk about it. I will hand it over to you, Baz, for a, a kind of final summation overall of Barbarian before we bring this one into close, buddy. Yeah, no worries. I, I think just that my overabiding feeling about this film is it's just it's the first film in such a long time that has genuinely scared me. Yeah. And, and just creeped me out and entertained me. It, it's just, I want to call it an old fashioned horror film, and it's not because you're right, you know, the guy's tried different things and he's kind of tinkered with it. It definitely has a modern feel to yeah. it. But it didn't go the way I thought it was going to mm-hmm. go, which I would have been okay with. But I think it was better that they went this way. Yeah. I am a bit like yourself. The, the ending is a bit mental. <laughs> um, and it, it's so far away from that first kind of act. Yeah. But I just kept saying to myself, you are enjoying this film. You're having a good time watching this. Don't get hung up 
on this. It's it's not the worst thing you have ever seen, so don't <laughs> let that ruin, you know, your overall feeling of, of, of this whole movie kind of thing, you know. It could um, be Green Inferno, look on the bright side. Exactly. <laughs> I am, um, but I'd said to my, my daughter uh, just a couple of days after, because um, the, the, there's a bit, I, I think, the the mother kind of creature in, in the reveal of her had a kind of vague martyrs kind of vibe yeah. to it. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Just with the visual and the way the kind of jarring sudden appearance of it and all that. So I'd said to my daughter, I was like, listen, if you're looking for a, a film you know, that may actually scare you, because Tess is she's not maybe as, as entrenched as me. Yeah. And this is my daughter, Tess, not the Tess in this movie, confusingly. <laughs> um, but she... You know, like she was actually she was talking to me about it at the time. She was like, you know, there's girls in her work and that asking about horror films. It's like, yeah, yeah, but have you seen this? You know, and it turns out actually there's, there is a young girl in her started in her work quite recently who has seen a lot of shit. Girl was like, have you ever seen Martyrs? And Tess was like, yeah, yeah, my dad, my dad showed me Martyrs. <laughs> But I had said to Tess, if you're looking for one that's genuinely going to give you, like, mm-hmm. creep you and give you a bit of a scare, because she comes to me sometimes and I struggle to find films that she's not seen that are genuinely going to scare her. I was like, check out that Barberry, by the way, it's on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Um, and she fuck, she came home a few days later for her boyfriend, and she fucking made the poor guy sit through it. He does not. <laughs> He's not in the horror films. Not in there at all. And apparently, he started playing on his phone, like playing a game. And she said, <laughs> "I think by the time the bit, the bit that really got her was the, the bottle feeding thing for some Aye, reason. It must have just vile. stuck a, a, yeah. a, a kind of chord with her. Absolutely. Apparently, vile. by the time it got to that, he was underneath." Fuck it, he pulled the quilt thing up over his head and yeah. was basically playing his phone <laughs> under the covers saying to her, what's happening now? Ha <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I just, I've not had a decent scare in a while now. Mm. And Barbarian really did give me that. And I, I liked so much about the way the film was put together and all that that I, I find it quite easy to look past the yeah. you know the, the, the kind of issues around maybe the timing of the creature and then the whole water tower bit towards the end yeah like you say I have seen worse endings to films oh god yes come on um, <laughs> yeah but yeah it maybe didn't live up to the first hour or so of the movie but all that being said, I would still highly recommend it. I don't do the lists and all that, but it, it would have it would have landed very highly for for me. And I I think the fact that it, it wasn't a particularly cerebral film and I was expecting it to be so yeah was a, was quite a pleasant kind of you can relax more change right for me. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I sit and watch films and I'm an hour in and be like that. Oh my fucking god, what is going on here? This is, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that is it's, it's the first time I think maybe I've had that kind of reverse effect where I was expecting to have to get right into the guts of this thing. And it's not, you can just sit and watch this movie mm-hmm. and get the pants kind of scared off you and just have a good time watching it. 
Um, well, we did. Yeah, and, and, and it works on levels that will work for people like you and me yep. and all the other podcasters out there. But it'll work for folk that just want. Oh, your average cinema yeah. goer, like this, this yeah. plays well. This, this plays yes. well to like the normie crowd for sure, for absolute yeah. sure. Uh, let's do grades then. So it's one through five. One is hated it. Two is didn't like it. Three is liked it. Four is really liked it. Five is loved it. Point fives are allowed. I'd give it a four. I really like this one. Like I say, I don't think it's necessarily one of the. It's not. It's not the strongest horror movie that I saw, or even just around that one there. But in terms of like a movie that I would def, I've watched it twice in the space of a couple yeah. of weeks, and it worked well both times. Like it didn't lose yeah, anything yeah, on yeah. that second watch. When yeah. I've seen other movies that do similar kind of twists and turns and plot devices and reveals that on a second viewing drop, like can drop a point yes. on that second yeah, viewing. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. one didn't drop at all. I'm coming in with E4 out of 5. What about yourself, Baz? Um, I'd be, I'd be push it a little higher. I would go to a 4.5. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I really, really liked the movie. I, I, I can't feel I can give it a 5 just because there, there was a couple of little things. But yeah, it, it's... Yeah, so it's a good 4.5 for me. Um, I have been recommending it to other people because um, yeah. it is it's surprisingly accessible. Um, it, it, and it easily available. A lot of folk in this country have that Disney Plus kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So you, you can get your hands on it. You can watch it. And if you genuinely just want a good horror movie, go and check it out. You will enjoy it. And you will... I would... I would challenge people not to be scared at some point during this movie yeah you know um, so yeah 4.5 for me very very nice well there you go ladies and gents um, rather than like because I found it very quickly that the kind of interlude thing that I used to close out the show may use music that is copyright uh, so rather than put that in there and take a break, let's just bring it right through. So you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. Ladies and gents, this means Bazzy's Backdoor Cinema episode number nine. And what you're thinking to yourself, what's going to be number ten? It's a landmark episode. What are we going to do? Uh, we've not decided. It'll be something cool though. Because yeah, yeah. whatever takes something. our fancy, Baz. Mast- masters of our own domain now. Um, and now people are out there going, does that mean... That when Duncan does his Fright Fest episode, Baz is going to join him. Potentially. Potentially. We'll see. You never know. We'll, we'll, mm. see. we'll see what we'll happens. <laughs> uh, but but uh, we've done Barbarian for you, ladies and gents. Thanks very much for checking this episode out. Like we said, in the UK, it's available on Disney+. Plus. In the States, it's available somewhere. That's all I can give you. I can give you no more yeah. information than that. It's available somewhere. Check it out. Um, Baz, Baz, another one put to bed, my friend. Indeed. Um, We have Megan on the agenda for early next week. Um, I'm actually super excited because I have Megan early next week. I'm going to see that um, Enya's Men. Yeah, I saw this. You messaged me about this today. I've not heard anything about this movie. Don't know anything about it, but it's playing at the Glasgow Film Theatre. Yeah, well, it's it's playing only independents. Otherwise, we'd all be going to it. Kind of like old school folk horror sort of things. Directed by the dude that did Bait. Um, That kind of seafaring, kind of weird, surreal, dark, almost handheld documentary thing from a couple of years ago, which was excellent. 
and he's back. Baked. It's really, really, really. You'd fucking love it. Um, and so I was like 2019, I think, and this is his follow up, and it's getting a lot of critical buzz about it. So I'm very much looking forward to that um, and just feeling horrible about life because apparently it's really uncomfortable and unsettling. Um, but there's so much stuff coming out. There's literally so much horror coming out in the first four months of this year. And that's not including Fright Fest. Um, yeah, well, good because we've not been to the cinema in yes. two months, I don't think. I was struggling. The last couple of yeah. months have been dark shit. Yeah, well, or um, movies came out and there was no time to go and see them. Yeah. Yeah, nah. I think the last movie you might have went to see yeah. was Halloween Ends, which I refused to go and see. So. I don't know you if you might, saw anything you, after you that. Right, actually. You might be right, actually. You might be right. Yeah, because I'm actually taking even the, the kind of Marvel stuff, which I know you're not a fan of, but I like, I, I just watched that on fucking Disney now. Ah, because it mean? comes it out like a it month after it's in the cinema. Time, so, why bother? But please, 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 Disney, keep up. Yeah. The, uh, uh, Star, is, is that right? I think it falls Star under is Star. Star kind of weird yeah. channel that Disney Plus have as part of the package yeah. over It's here. not that way and in America though. These kinda, yeah. It's these kind of weird, obscure kind of movies yeah. are, are popping up. It's not making any sense to me. All I know is we have Megan this week. I think there's at least another one or two horror movies before the month is out. And then Infinity Pool is early in February and Infinity Pool... Um, has Alexander Skarsgård because we have to have there's a Skarsgård in every movie and it looks fucking incredible it's got Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård in a movie directed by Brandon Cronenberg son of David Cronenberg whose previous movie was Possessor which was a chef's kiss um, I'm looking forward to it it looks fucking great um, and then I think there's about three or four horror movies out in February. So like, there's there's honestly there's a deluge uh, coming our way of of horror content. And then I think we all saw that Evil Dead Rise um, yes. trailer. Did you watch it? And that's April. Yeah. Uh, so we ain't, we ain't far from that. And that one looks like that, that, that one looks like a ton of gore and fun. Very good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, I'm, yeah, I'm genuinely looking forward to that one. I've got that, to that one has got Abazi's Backdoor Cinema written all over it, but it's technically an Evil Dead movie, which means it could be a return of Baz V Horror. As we come in it and once could, again, could, technically yeah, did the so franchise, dude. Technically did that franchise. Let's wrap this bitch up. <laughs> like, Although again. that theoretically then we'd have to do Ash versus the Evil Dead as well. I mean, that's a whole TV show though. Yeah, I know exactly. Although I would do it in a second. I fucking, I fucking love Ash vs. Evil Dead. Do you know, so. I, I have never watched anything beyond season one. I think Colette bought me the first season yep. on Blu-ray and I loved it. Like, way more than I loved the films. <laughs> of course. Um, and I don't actually know why. I, I think if I'm going back to it, I, would, I think I would have to go back and watch it from the beginning. Aye, well, the episodes um, are only 25 minutes long, so you, aye, like, fucking The first hammer, season right? I thought was brilliant. Yeah. It's really good. Right to the very end, yeah. it's excellent. I, 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 all the way through it, it was, it was really, 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 really good. It never really yeah. lost its footing at all for me. Um, and the, one of the biggest kind of, like, crimes against a TV show is the fact that it didn't get its fourth season because the third season right. was fucking wicked 
and then they were like, nope. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about more Evil Dead, which is always fun as well. So plenty of stuff coming up, and of course we'll throw in the the old ad hoc true crime thing as it pops up because we we are that is our want, Baz. Um, That's it. We'll do what the fuck we want. <laughs> of course. I mean, when have we not? When have we not? You danced um, the beat of our own drum. Well, <laughs> I I didn't for about eight years. I had to watch whatever you told me to watch. <laughs> so nowadays. Just do what we want. Well, just like you've earned it. You've earned it. <laughs> is, 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 I found it's easier to get you to record with me when I'm like that. What do you want to record? As opposed to, how do you feel about Czechoslovakian cinema? <laughs> and a, and a, a, a 16 week run. <laughs> 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 taking, it, taking it from the early 30s up into the 2000s. Don't give me ideas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, say goodbye to the listeners, please, Baz. Oh, I'll do, folks. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode. Please, please go and check out Barbarian. It's a great movie. And if you're in the UK and you're watching it on Disney+, Plus, go and check out Banshees of Inisherin in the menu as well, because they're, they're very decent films. Very, very decent. And I will, I don't know when I'll speak to you, but it'll be soon. Excellent. Ladies and gents, thanks very much for checking out this episode. As always, keep your eyes peeled. The next podcast under the stairs episode will be dropping for you this week. It will be an 80 Films Italian collection episode. I think is Blood and Diamonds is the next one in there before we get to, and Baz will be loving this, the 4K UHD release of Cannibal Holocaust, which is going, yeah like once again yay um, which I suppose we should note uh, Ruggiero Diodato died in the last two weeks he, he did um, he which did. was a, a, a kind of sad thing for genre fans all over the world because whether you like that movie or not super fucking important super it is and, and weirdly it's, it's popping up in the news and all that yeah oh I I know who this fucking guy is and I've <laughs> seen these films I've seen that movie um, <laughs> yeah interestingly I was uh, not the, I've not got a, a, an Ultra HD telly or anything mm. like that, but I know that there was Blu-ray releases come out, and I think I've got the shameless DVD release of it. Yeah, but that's not the film that we watched from the review way back in year one. Yeah, I think you had found me the nearest you could get that's to right. the full movie. Yeah, yeah. And whatever Blu-ray it was I was looking at, it was a fairly recent release, claimed that it was fully uncut and all this kind of stuff. Only the Americans ones to... are, like, in the UK, it's still technically cut. So even that 4K UHD is still not fully uncut. Only, only yeah. the ones you get from America are. However, before you go buying anything, um, I have that Blu-ray. Uh, that Shameless put out, and I now have a doubler, so that one will be bringing it to you, my friend. Um, Boom! Save you the money, and play into your theory that if I just keep upgrading my releases, you will just keep getting the ones I don't need anymore. That's it. I will essentially get all of those shelves full of Blu-rays. <laughs> uh, do you know, weirdly, I do feel like I want to go back and watch Cannibal Holocaust again. You, you know should. That? I think I think you should. I, I think really now do. you've experienced... I know I swore blind I would never watch that film yeah. again, but 
I think you get a greater appreciation for it. I genuinely uh, do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Um, Just that don't was, watch that a hungover. Was one. Yeah, that was, you were that also horribly hungover when you watched yeah. that movie, which yeah, is not a good idea. idea. Never be hungover no. and watch Cannibal Holocaust. It's just a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Never do it. Um, ladies and gents, this is the podcast under the stairs closing out what we do for you. Thanks very much for checking out this episode. If it's on the YouTubes, make sure you subscribe. We're so close to that number of 100 when I can actually customise the URL. Seems like a novelty, but apparently that's a thing. Um, if you're listening to us on any of the podcatchers, which either display video or just the audio, also make sure you subscribe there as well. And show us some love on the Instas and the Twitters at Cast for both. Until the next time we speak to you, wherever you are, what the time zone is and what you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off. <laughs>